the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Big loser in the COVID-19 days. Cities. I'll talk about that in a second, but if you could invest in cities, I would probably short big cities right now. Twitter has a website called Hedonometer. Hedonometer. A Twitter account called Hedonometer. Hedonometer. It's not the easiest word to say. H-E-D-O-N-O-meter. And it measures the happiness of people's tweets. So it's a weird index on how people are, are faring. What's interesting is with civil unrest and COVID, that hedonometer has been trending lower. And we're the saddest we've ever been. It's interesting that I got an email this week from a man who's basically in the healthcare system, and he's just ultimately pissed off that the economy is coming back. And he's jaded. The stock market went down and up so fast. I hope he didn't make a mistake and get whooshed out. But something happened because he's pissed. Love that. Psychologically speaking, speaking, we're depressed right now. We're sad. What happens when we get optimistic? That's the opposite side of the hedonometer going to record lows of people being sad, of people having discussions of riots and deaths and abuse of power and presidents and elections. What happens if we go from depressed to where do we go from there? Things get a little bit better, and that's when the economy starts to open up. We are driven by our social conscience. Our behavior changes. If we think we may be at a job, uh, like when Newsom was like, there's going to be no sports until November. I don't know what you guys are talking about. There's going to be no sports in California until November. When he was on that track... I was like, there's going to be no sports in November. There's going to be no, no music. There's going to be nothing. We're all going to stay in our house, and we're all going to cough on each other and die. <clears throat> that created a lot of sadness for people. And one of the things we did was we stopped spending, and we started saving. I don't know if that's totally true, but that's what statistics are telling us, right? When we warm up, when we go, I think it's safe to go back in the water again. Da-da. Jaws, way better movie than book. Just throwing it out there for you. I was a pretty big time reader as a kid. One of the authors that I first read that uh, a sister-in-law gave me as a gift was One Writer's Beginnings by Eudora Welty. And if you ever want to know what it's like growing up in the South as a young black woman... One Writer's Beginning is unbelievably well done. And you can finish it in probably five days. Easy. 
So one of the things I'm saying is we're, we're going from sad to at some point in time, we're going to open up and want to go to Hawaii. We're going to want to sit in the sun. We're going to be happy about it. We're going to say, honey, you've been driving that horrible car and you know, I, I've been making dinner during this whole COVID thing. Let's go, let's go get a new car. Let's go get a new car together. And maybe it'll be like, let's make a baby. Let's make a baby. You were awesome. A lot of divorces post COVID, but as we go from sad to happy, we will spend money maybe on new girlfriends as we replace our wives. I'm kidding, joke, sarcasm, jokey, jokey, not funny. <clears throat> so one of the, I started the segment by saying it's a bad time to be a city. COVID-19 has created civil unrest. It has dramatically reduced attractiveness of cities for me. Since the 1990s, professionals have poured into cities and gentrified them. If you take a look of what happened in the Tenderloin of San Francisco or the Castro, a lot of the color, a lot of the culture, a lot of the decay has been pushed out and replaced with cheap Home Depot construction. Um, from the 1990s till 2020, we were in the, let's get into the city, let's get into the city, um, to the point that in San Francisco, like buses became a thing in 2000. <laughs> You're like, why is there all these buses on the road? And it's employees would work in San Francisco and they would drive a bus down to Menlo Park or Cupertino, Facebook or Google or Apple. The young people wanted to live in a young city. Cities were vibrant, diverse, affluent. Now that process is going to run in a little bit in reverse. People are going to move back to the suburbs for a bit. Growing popularity in what are called exurbs. Cities lose their appeal and more companies tell their employees, you can stay home for good. I believe that cities will be a bad place for the next five years. In large part, we're seeing some of the flaws of cities, aren't we? <clears throat> New York City. Um, it's a city that's almost, you, you can't manage it. You can't win. There's too many people wanting too many handouts. There's too many people wanting too many things. There's too many people uh, unhappy about too many handouts. There's too many people not wanting too many things. Um, it's a mess. Um, New York City used to be really, really gross. Lots of spit. You could always tell it was spring when the, the frozen spit would thaw on the sidewalks, right? Small businesses are located in inner cities. They're getting hit hard right now. I do not have a count on how many Best Buys. I do not have an account on how many um, mom and pops have seen their windows smashed in, some with insurance, some without. I can tell you you can destroy a country if you destroy the, the culture there. Amazon is saying, hey, we'll ship anything you want to you. We don't have the storefronts. Or as many. Can't really loot Amazon unless you're going to go to a, a factory where they're manufactured in China. No. A distribution center where they're sending it out. Maybe. I guess you could take down a UPS truck. But in the world of cities becoming less attractive, small businesses struggling in, small, in big cities. You're seeing, again, a hollowing out of a middle class where those store managers, those store owners... They weren't tech investors. They, they were much smaller than that. Monetary policy bears some responsibility here. Um, if you raise interest rates to 5%, 6%, 7%, you're going to slow down the, the migration of people from cities to that suburbs. But it's worth, of, worth noting, 
that cities have been vibrant, diverse, affluent places to live, and they've been gentrified. Uh, rent control is probably coming back to more and more cities. Cities haven't been well governed. New York is the most glaring example with Bill de Blasio, who there was effective governance under Mike Bloomberg and Rudy Giuliani, and people look at de Blasio, and I'm not making a political statement here, and they, they just don't like him. New Yorkers don't know why they voted for him. <clears throat> 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. The stock market today, the NASDAQ 100 hit an all-time high. I didn't honestly think in March that I was going to say that in 2020. Am I happy? I'm neither happy nor sad. If I was forced to retire today, I'm happy the NASDAQ 100 an all-time high, but I'm not forced to retire today. AMC movie theater said they may not survive. Gosh, I don't know. When are you going to feel good about going to a movie theater? When's a movie worth seeing? That's my big problem. Seems like 100 days ago I rented Knives Out because everyone talked about how great of a movie that was. A great murder mystery. Was that 90 days ago when I had time to watch a movie? <clears throat> Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com or robblackshow.com. Got a webinar that Chad and I are starting to plan down the road. We'll talk about that soon. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I don't know if you've been doing this like I have. I've been going straight during COVID. I know you're saying, what do you mean you've been going straight? Like you're not drinking? Well, less of that, but um, I've been going straight. Like I haven't taken a day off. off. I'm going to need one at some point in time, and I highly recommend you take one too. Because I think the news can get overwhelming at times. I work in news, and to take a break from it is good um, on a day-to-day news cycle. Um, it's like man kills wife, man kills kids, man kills another man driving in a car down the road. It can get kind of gloomy. So give yourself a little bit of a mental break, and maybe this weekend watch no news. It's really surreal. I find myself watching um, because I kind of like a little bit of noise. Uh, it's called Below the Deck. It's one of those awful shows that is a uh, guilty pleasure. When I get like to the point of like, I think I'm going to cry tonight, or I think I'm so stressed out, I don't want to see lives ruined further. You need a break. Give yourself a break. Find something stupid. Um, <clears throat> markets open a little bit higher, but then markets have gone a little bit lower. Not a lot's going on. There's a new electric truck company that is debuting on the NASDAQ. Nikola. Um, if you are kind of one of those people that wants to say, I like what Elon Musk is trying to do. I just don't like Elon Musk. Maybe you look at Nikola. It sounds like Ricola. Ricola. But it's Nikola. Apple is tracking their phones that were stolen looting. Oh, no. Apple's put up a very sweet message from Tim Cook, a very compassionate message, a very empathic message on their website from Tim Cook. If you want to see what a 
what I think is a high quality CEO. Um, he seems to do the right thing, and that gets a reward in this day and age. It's like <clears throat> if I vacuum this weekend, I make it a doggy treat. <laughs> so my kids do it. Uh, a Zoom class meeting to say goodbye to all the other students tomorrow, and they're highly encouraged to bring a pet <clears throat> for the Zoom meeting. And this is my six 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 sense of humor. I'm like, we've got a dog cage for our dog zero one 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 zero one one that on occasion we have to crater because this dog breed likes to be crated on occasion. So I was like, how about I get in the crate naked and I'll be in the back and you tell everyone that this is your pet dad or something like that. And that quickly got shut down with a no. <laughs> the principal will kick us out immediately. But I thought it was a funny idea. Fun with Zoom meetings, right? Have you sunk to such a depth yet? That's where we are in comedy, that we can go on YouTube now and watch really, really bad Zoom fails. They're out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Gilead Sciences is one of the companies that's going to benefit from... COVID-19, they have a drug that helps people when they're struggling breathing. They have a drug that helps people when they're struggling with viral loads. Um, that's a good place to come out of this. Owner of Strand Bookstore. Strand's famous, massively important, <clears throat> iconic New York City bookstore. Um, just bought $100,000 of Amazon stock. Now, is that ironic or is that a coincidence? There's nothing ironic about it. Um, but Strand Bookstores, the owner just bought a big chunk of Amazon. As a small business owner trying to maintain operations during difficult times, it was necessary for me to diversify my personal portfolio and invest in stocks that are performing. I don't know if I agree with that statement. Um, I get the diversification. I get that small business owner. I get that she wants to put money on winning horses. But stocks that are performing, um, I don't know how the Kentucky Derby works, right? I think there's a race uh, three months in advance. There's 10 different races, and you get 10 different winners of horse races, and they all advance to the Kentucky Derby. Let's just say that's true. Even if it's not, let's just say it. Some of those horses will go on to losing, and yes, they will make money going off into the stables and mating. Most of the top three will go on to make millions and millions and millions, but only one winner. Everyone else will be chasing that winner. So her commentary that she wants to be um, where the momentum is bothers me a little bit. I like Amazon. I, I Clearly, to think that they have a CEO who's going to come up with some fun ideas in the next couple months. Macy's may give us a 10 to 15 percent off white sale. Amazon's going to give us a 50 percent off. You can't believe it! Blow it off the doors, July 28 sale. And you're like, what's July 28? And that's the point. Amazon will come up with something to tickle us. So anyway, 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Kind of interesting that um, a big owner of an iconic bookstore goes out and buys the competition. It's 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 an investment theme. You know, my dad smoked and my dad died of cancer and I lost my dad way too early and it's a horrible, horrible thing. But if you were to look at just at the financials of cigarette companies in the eighties and nineties and two thousands, it made a lot of sense. 
These were companies that were able to... The Surgeon General said, if you take this product, it will kill you. They put on the cover of uh, cigarettes now, like images of like children's lungs that have smoked and like just nasty, nasty stuff that you don't want to see. And people still buy it. <laughs> and they buy a lot of them in, in foreign markets. Consumer spending is trickling back into the United States as things are opening back up. Hydrochloroquine and plasma transfusions fail in a COVID-19 trial. Have you ever given plasma? It is a massive pain in the butt. It's so much different than giving blood, but it's so important if you get a chance to do it. That's how you can contribute to society. Give plasma once. They take it out of your left arm, they put it back in your right arm, and they take the plasma out. The platelets, disgusting. But good thing to do. Boeing stock is rocketing higher. Um, I should mention this. There is a member of Congress that wants Boeing to do a little bit of testimony on their software update. So that's coming. The idea that they have a slated time to talk to Congress has got uh, investors excited. But also, the airlines are opening up more flights. Good news for Boeing. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can't help but notice the news these days, and it's there. It's there in our late-night television. It's there in our news. It's there in our stock market. It's conversations that are on CNBC. Um, Black Lives Matter is in the news. Following or during the COVID pandemic, it's kind of a one-two crazy punch. And it's a lot for people to really wrap their head around. And I, I'm glad late night comedians are doing their best at this point in time to uh, help guide people through. I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but at one point in time, John Stewart was on Letterman or something like that. And he dropped a statistic that it said basically, you know, 90% of people under 35 get their news from The Daily Show. So I, I get a huge role that it plays. And if you get a chance to watch, James Corden talking with Reggie Watts on Monday Night Show. Just go to YouTube. They, that's all late night shows are now. YouTube digestible bites. Um, stunning, stunning. He talks to Reggie Watts, who uh, big, big African-American, kind of a DJ kind of character. Um, he talked about his family, and he starts bawling. And I was like, whoa. But in it, James Corden introduced people to a guy named Rapper Dave. Or rapper David from the Brit Awards, who does just a stunning visual song called Black at the Brit Awards. Uh, again, kill five minutes with YouTube, you will not be disappointed. You'll go, I kind of wish I could do that. I kind of wish I had that insight or that voice or that poetry. Um, I love good art, especially in dark times. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's interesting that I talk about that because my loved one works at a museum. And she works with a lot of millennials, and she's not a millennial. And a lot of millennials lost their jobs. And the museum is very inclusive, and they're trying to inform everyone everything they can along the way of what's happening and why. And, you know, there's been layoffs for sure. Um, The idea of people, you know, 10 people in a museum opening up to 20 to open it, you got to lay off people. They're for profit businesses, just like you are. 
Um, when you're not earning enough money, you go to your boss and you ask for a raise. When museums aren't earning enough money, they go, you know, we can't hire more people. So millennials, it's interesting because they're doing a lot of Zoom calls and they are brash. Um, they're like, why does the museum sell one piece of art and just keep us all employed? <laughs> That's brash. Um, because it's not in their mandate. It's not in their charter. It's not in the way they do business. They're not in the business of selling off great works to people like Mark Zuckerberg who may want to poke eye holes in the Mona Lisa. Uh, there's the preservation. There's an education component. But it's a tough time, and it's a tough time to be a millennial, and jobless claims total unemployment level worse than expected today. Uh, Mark Zandi, who's an economist, is making a bold statement saying the COVID-19 recession is over. Companies cut nearly 2.8 million jobs in May, but that was far less than Wall Street expected. And Mark Zandi says, we will see job creation in June. So the pieces are lining up for a better summer than spring. And the pieces should line up for a better fall than summer. The pieces should line up for about the same winter as last year and a much better spring this in 2021 than 2020. That's a good way. That's a good operating environment on Wall Street. Again, can this all get derailed? Yes. Is civil unrest um, good for an economy? Civil unrest is something the stock market overlooks. Wall Street yawns. It's bored with chaos. The economy is still reeling from the effects of the COVID-19 lockdown. Uh, there's a fear that there could be a resurgence of the same outbreak, not only this fall and winter, but next fall and winter. There was a panic-selling-driven event in March, and all you got was this stupid T-shirt to prove it. And I can sign it for you if I want to. I survived a bear market. Who signed your shirt? <laughs> Why did someone sign that shirt? Who's Rob Black? And if you take a look at who Rob Black is, he's the cutest little 10-year-old child ever. There's a picture of me feeding goats when I was seven. I know you're saying thank you. So the market right now is an amoral entity. It doesn't care about police brutality. It doesn't care about racism. It, it A polarizing philosopher, it is not. Um, Wall Street, if you read Ayn Rand, is literally, in my opinion, the patron saint of capitalism, who argued forcibly and unapologetically on the inherent morality of free markets. Ayn Rand will blow your mind if you've never read the Foundation series. Um, it's good. It's, it's good economic chit-chat. In a dystopian future? Or is it a utopian future? It's always interesting. Utopians never last, right? If you ever watched one episode of Star Trek, you know that. Um, Kirk goes to another planet and like, hey, look, there's no starvation here. Uh, people of different color like each other here. And then like in the third act of the show, they're like, oh, no, they forced their women to, you know, into baby farms. Or they land on another planet like, hey, there's no food here or there's plenty of food here. And there's like women have equal rights. And then later in the time, they go to the mines and like it's a half black, half white paint job. And like, oh, these people are treated poorly. Utopians never last. That's just a fair thing to say out there. And I think our utopia of America is, is changing pretty aggressively these days. So is for the good, 
I don't think anything will kill us. Change is something we fear, but it won't kill us. So be very open-minded these days. Um, ECB boosted its pandemic emergency response purchase program. This is worthy of note because so many countries in the world are throwing so much stimulus. I don't know if we should be at all-time highs, but I know we should be at all-time lows. And that's what I'm going to stick with. Amazon's hitting another record high. <laughs> People are such jerks. Um, Jeff Bezos makes like another $60 billion. People are like, he should just pay his employees more. Um, yeah, you should too. <laughs> you know, you should, you should slack off on, on beating up your kid and you should, you know, be good to your spouse. It's, it's tough telling people how to spend money, other people's money, but should he richest man on earth? I don't know. I kind of like my, uh, tyrannical dictators crazy. <clears throat> and with every penny, they got to pay their henchmen. They got to pay their henchmen. Boeing's up 4.2%. Essentially, you're seeing the airline say, we're opening up some more routes for summer. There's not going to be great deals forever. And they're, they're throwing out great deals right now if you want to travel, if you have to travel, if you need to travel. So Boeing's starting to get a little action, up to $180 a share. Um, I could see that making a move well above 200 220 easy. With any sort of good news coming out of the United States government on certification. And I don't know the politics of that one. I can't tell you if Trump's going to say, hey, let's give Bowie a pardon so they don't have to pay off the victims. Or if Trump's going to be like, we want their money. I don't know. I, I don't know. So the stock market is in a mixed bag so far with Boeing being the leader on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. American Airlines up 24% after saying it's increasing domestic flying schedule this summer. Intel is up on a relative pocket of strength in semiconductors. Intel's kind of the king of semiconductors. Maybe you can call them the 800-pound gorilla. And there's other 800-pound gorillas like Microsoft and other 800-pound gorillas. But you can see that they have a, a decent place in selling millions and millions and millions and millions of semiconductors around the world every single year. Um, worthy of note, Micron's up 4%. Qualcomm, another chip company, up 2%. Uh, ASM lithography, up 1.1%. Lithography, lithography is that whole process of uh, basically etching into a, a piece of silicon and you know lines. And it's how we make computers smaller, cheaper, faster. Um, Taiwan semiconductors will be around for a long time because there's companies like Qualcomm who say, we will design the chips, but we don't want to manufacture them. Um, we want cutting-edge manufacturing every single year because we're going to cut, we're going to make a cutting-edge chip every single year so we can kind of get a business model that has premium product as well as, as, as second-generation, third-generation product. Um, I like Qualcomm. I, I own Qualcomm. I think they're a nice play on 5G. I like them at $85 a share if you're going to be a long-term investor. I own them at $50 a share when they were being sued by Apple and who's going to pay royalties and who's going to win and who's going to lose. I'm like, they'll figure this one out. I've seen this, this rodeo 50 times on Wall Street, and they did. Um, but I think 5G will still be a, a story. And as you're getting back to – here's the commercial you're going to hear. As you're getting back to work – it's time to get your network up to speed. You can't get on a video conference. 
if you don't have 5G and Verizon and AT&T and uh, is there a purple phone company? I don't know. There's a purple phone company and then there's a T-Mobile. Like they're all going to be pushing 5G as the economy opens back up and you go back to work. It's going to be a big product this year. New York City is going to offer outdoor dining at restaurants in July, part of their phase two of reopening. July doesn't feel that far away. And at the same time, another 30 days kind of feels far away when you can go into suburbs now and see restaurants are operating as if nothing has happened. A little bit cleaner. Definitely masks and stuff like that. But the spacing of, of clientele is not being honored. Dr. Anthony Fauci says he believes it's time to think about reopening schools. That has got to be a breath of fresh air, a sigh of relief to a lot of parents who work. School's not for education. School's for babysitting. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. I'm only kidding about the babysitting. Don't send the letters to me. Um, if you do, send them to Gary Radnich. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Which way do we move these days? Tim Cook just published an open letter on racism on Apple's homepage. American Airlines and other carriers are adding summer flights as passengers slowly return. You look at the economic story of passengers slowly returning. That's a good one. That's something you can grab on to. You could look at Apple talking about an open letter on racism on their homepage and go, I wonder if they do that well. I wonder if that's the area that, like, American Airlines saying we're adding more flights this summer. Like, oh, you fly planes. We get it. Should Apple be in the business of writing letters? I can tell you yesterday I spent a little time with Apple's store online from their homepage. They've done a really good job. Um, if people like me who don't really like going to malls in the first place, it was painful when the sugar booger would say, Hey, I want to go buy new shoes. You want to go to the mall with me? I'd be like, no. And she's like, "Mm, you're not going to get, I'm like, okay, fine. I'll go. And I hated it. So I love seeing things like Apple putting up a virtual store. That's pretty damn impressive. As far as websites go, go check out apple.com later today if you want. But Apple's CEO, Tim Cook, published an open letter on Apple's homepage, Speaking Up on Racism, was the title. It addresses the senseless death of George Floyd while in police custody, deeply rooted discrimination in the justice system, the disproportionate toll of disease on black and brown communities, and inequalities in childhood education. It's a pretty smart letter. It's tough to, to like not go that was well done some companies know how to do these things some companies don't clearly speaking up on racism is a smart thing going forward i grew up in a military family and uh my father was a colonel and he served two tours in vietnam and what i often said as a teenager and you know, a young man in my 20s was, there's not a lot of racism in the military. And I couldn't be more wrong because you even say the fact that there's no racism in the military. I was taught to behave. I was taught don't give flack to other kids in school who my dad may be their boss, other kids in school who my dad may send them to war, other kids in school who my dad may have to have their back in a firefight. 
Um, my dad was an intelligence officer in his first tour of Vietnam when he was a tank commander in the second. He was bad. He was a bad man. <laughs> and I feared him when he said, don't ever give flack to any other kid who is below my rank. My Don't to their dad. You know, I had to play nice. In the military, they put little signs on the streets like this is where the colonel lives and this is where the major lives and this is where the lieutenant's family lives. So <clears throat> I knew my dad was a higher rank than everyone but the generals. It was it was a weird class system, and every society has its protectors of status quo and its fraternities of indifferent who are notorious for sleeping through revolutions. And I think we all think we're better than we are, so I'll throw that down. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The Lance Armstrong documentary, if you get a chance to watch it, fascinating. <laughs> Here's a man who got very, very rich from cheating. And we've rewarded him. He was an aggressive cheater from day one. He was, an, he was never a good bicyclist. He was, well, he probably was a good bicyclist. But he was an aggressive cheater, and we financially rewarded him. And we tore him down, and he's still financially doing okay. Is that partially what's wrong with our economic injustice system? Cheating is rewarded? I think there's actually a little bit of truth to that. NASDAQ 100 hits a record high, racing losses from coronavirus pandemic. What will be interesting by the end of the day is can we hold that high? Psychologically, we've crossed in that area. 56%. Listen to this statistic. Um, Colleges, as the middle class lost their jobs in the last couple of months, over 30 million, Americans lost their jobs. We're starting to look back towards the fall, and we're starting to see things open up. We're starting to talk about travel. We're starting to talk about leisure. And one of the things that we're starting to talk about is kids going back to school, and 56% of college students say they can no longer afford their tuition tab. That's a lot, especially when you say 56% no longer. I look at the college industry not as an education system. I look at it as a big business. I know you're saying, man, you are jaded. (laughs) I am jaded. (laughs) With unemployment spiking to levels not seen since the Great Depression and the hiring freezes instituted across industries, college affordability is particularly stained and smashed right now. 40% of parents had to tap their child's college fund to help cover expenses during the economic fallout. What was supposed to be a piggy bank for school became a piggy bank for costs of living. I always say if you can avoid that, do good website to learn about saving for college is savingforcollege.com. That's savingforcollege.com. Um, stupid name of our website? Sure. Simple, easy to remember? Yeah. Uh, does it do exactly what it tells you it's going to do? Yes. It'll teach you a little bit about some of the opportunities and ways that you will be able to save. One in four Americans are skipping meals or relying on food donations during the pandemic. Good time to be friendly to your neighbor. With tens of millions of Americans unemployed, it's no surprise that Americans are purchasing their food um, on a skimpier level or they're missing a meal. 26% of Americans report that they or a member of their family have gone without meals or relied on charities or government programs to obtain groceries. Is that the United States you want to live in? Can't answer that for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Got a great email that I'm going to talk about. Just the headline 
the stock market has failed. Love that. This is someone who's been listening to me for over 20 years. He was a young 30-year-old man. Now he's a 52-year-old man. He's got $4 million plus dollars. <laughs> he loves to work. Um, works in the healthcare industry. And he thinks until the COVID crisis that he had belief in the stock market, and now he's just looking and going, what is going on? Why are we at records? The stock market has failed. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.